This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast, um, the podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. With me today is Kyle, our media manager and Marvel cinephile. Hello. <laughs> Ken, um, our junior film buyer and action movies aficionado. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Cody. I'm a film buyer. And now I've seen 19 films. It's 19 now. 19 now. Well done. Oh, I'm getting up there, guys. I'm, I'm glad that there. you're like getting down to a system with it now. You actually are watching them like once a week. We originally yeah. planned like once a month, I think, right. at the start of that. Yeah. <laughs> 19's no, passing in some counties, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, how many how many do I have to really see for passing? That's like I have to be over sixty. That's a D. A D minus. Minus. Well the, <laughs> is that passing? No, C seventy is a passing. Oh, 70 movies. I'm so far away from that. <laughs> oh. In due time. <laughs> All right. Well, um on today's podcast, we're gonna talk about um, Godzilla versus Khan getting a rating. Just Mercy moving to streaming. AMC theaters may not recover from this closure. Dun dun dun. Sony pulling all the repertory bookings. We're upset with you, Sony. Cinemark having a no mask policy. Is that good? Is that bad? Do we feel comfortable with that? And Cody's classic corner. Can't wait to talk to you guys about Pulp Fiction. And Kyle's sweet and happy corner. He had two movies this week. I saw them both. Yeah, I stuck wa- to my word. We had the scariest Disney movie of all time, Watcher in the Woods. Sure. And the best Antonio Banderas movie of all time. Get sure. Out of, yeah. Get out the of here. The best, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The only one I've probably just, really seen. You're just lucky. <laughs> we'll find I out in that even, section. Well, are you <laughs> is that really the best You're antonio st- banderas movie? i mean antonio banderas, don't stutter it is the best banderas Can't just got nominated it. for an oscar in his last movie but <laughs> yeah, yeah th- th- this is the best movie that he's well, ever let's be done. honest let's let's talk about the movie probably most people have seen shrek the, 2 13th warrior yeah <laughs> not puss in boots <laughs> that no one has seen if you said 13th warrior everybody's like is that uh, that tom Cruise there's movie? three people in this room thought, who have seen it i thought now. you were talking about the keanu reeves samurai movie yeah <laughs> That's when you told me about told me to watch that. Yeah. I was like the Keanu Reeves one, but that's forty seven yeah. Ronin, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> which probably Did... might not have been better, but this one is so that's so a awesome. glowing review so far. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's get into the podcast. Um, I guess let's start with with the upcoming some upcoming movies. We had Warner's had Godzilla versus Khan, and it came out with what. A uh, new rating? Yeah. What is it, guys? <gasps> PG PG thirteen, of yeah, course. Of course. Yeah. It wasn't a surprise, but I'm glad they they got. That means it's completed. It's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, there. Well, there was. A, it may not be completed, but there was enough completed that the ratings board could review it. But with a special effects heavy movie, you would think they have to have most of that submitted. Uh, I don't know if they have to have all the special effects done. I think they just have to have the story like enough but that's good i mean say it's like 80 or 90 percent of the way there yeah as things open then they'll be able to get it on track and yep. get it out for thanksgiving it is coming out thanksgiving i honestly yeah. didn't remember when this movie was coming well, i out. think it got pushed back to thanksgiving yeah didn't from, it? from may or late april i'm trying to remember now mm-hmm. but we need it we need a big uh last one was a 50 million dollar opening opening against rocket man be interested right. to see what they that. what they do a con because we've seen that. No, it's not going to be interesting. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I wonder if this one can make more than the last Godzilla movie, just because King Kong is going to be in it and people know it's going to be battling against if, Godzilla. If the audiences are back, I see no reason why this is well, going to do better than the other. Remember, one. it's opening over Thanksgiving weekend, and that we've got the new James Wan movie. There's um, a lot of stuff on Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be a really packed holiday corridor this Something year might move and if you you've got a similar rating i don't think james bond is going to be r that's going to no. be competing for that audience i've already informed the bank to defer my mortgage payment for november so i can buy out an auditorium so Stop that should it. help boost no we're going we're going to bond i mean i'll be seeing both is he, so is he fighting uh criminals or a giant ape 
then I will see James Bond if he's fighting King Kong. <laughs> he's that's the that's the crossover we really are needing yeah. right now. <laughs> James Bond running away from a giant gorilla. We all know James Bond would win. It's not even a contest. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh, so well, that's that's exciting. I feel like just talking about that gets us more into a normal routine. I feel like we're like kind of inching slowly back into. It's, it's such little news but it's news you know it's just yeah. news to help movie fans be able to have something to look forward to i guess like yeah. if you want to look at it that way well it just means that certain parts of our industry are kind of returning you know yeah. this is all part of the process a movie is made it's edited it's sent to the ratings board it gets its ratings and they start the marketing campaign i mean this happens to all the movies so it's just nice to have this going this process going again and we get it oh sorry ken and we're definitely not scraping the bottom of the barrel for any sort of movie news we can get our hands on that's not <laughs> no. happening at all no totally not we talk about every pg-13 movie that gets rated yeah <laughs> we actually do um post rating news updates on silver screen insider it is something that we like to um, put out there right away the ratings the reasons why they're rated so you can start marketing them sooner that's true. That's actually the only rating that Silver Screen Insider had this week. So <laughs> yeah. that's why we're talking about it now. <laughs> so you can get all that on SilverScreenInsider.com? You bet. Yeah. And the subscription is how much again? Only $25 a month. Oh, what a deal. What, what a, deal. a deal. All right. Moving on. Um, what you aren't going to see is Just Mercy in the theaters, but it's apparently going to be on streaming for free. Yeah. Uh, due to the politics of everything happening today um i guess warner bros decided to have just mercy be free for streaming on uh whichever platforms they so choose so that way uh people can kind of educate themselves more about uh the unfortunate things that we're having to go through right now yeah yeah it's a very poignant film for the times it's it's very well done great great actors i think it got um, a lot of critical praise, but then it also just kind of went by the wayside. I think yeah, it just it kinda... really got overshadowed. So it's nice that it's being kind of brought back in a more positive, meaningful way. Yeah, exactly. We kind of, we appreciated the timing of it because it came after New Year's mm -hmm. with the wide release because it came out at Christmas, New York, LA, yeah. and then came out, but then it got overshadowed by, uh, was it 1917 that came out the same yeah. week? Yeah. And then that did the big number and kind of, pushed it by the wayside but it it was i mean in the in the same vein that uh 1917 was a really well done war movie this is a really well done movie about uh, race and injustice yeah definitely so i guess people can now watch it i mean they maybe they've been right. wanting to for a while since they heard it was in theaters but they went to see 1917 instead so this i think this could, is all a pretty big plus and I'm okay with this because it, you know, it had a theatrical run. So I'm okay with like free streaming on these films when they've had theatrical runs. And I think that that is a good opportunity to see a great film right now. Yeah, especially for a good cause as well. Mm -hmm. So I agree with that. So, so if you're into the politics of what's going on right now, go ahead and check out Just Mercy. Yeah, it could be a great way to break the ice with uh, teenagers in your house, mm -hmm. young adults to get them... Um, if you want to have that conversation. If it's time to have that conversation in your home, this is a great way to break the ice. For sure. So, next up on the docket, we have AMC Theaters may not recover from closures. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> Definitely not shouldn't adhere for AMC, but um, I, wouldn't, I don't think this has... Any anybody should be worried that this is somehow an industry issue. I think this is very much an AMC management issue. They ha they did have a lot of debt, and now it looks like the recovery back into full time theatrical <laughs> mode isn't going to happen as much as quickly as we had thought. And so AMC now is operating at just such a deficit for so much longer than they probably thought that it could cause some issues. What what we may see some theater closures. But I don't think that that's going to be, depending upon the location, a permanent closure. I mean, that's a great opportunity for an independent operator to come in and and revamp a theater. They're going to let high leasing, high lease locations go or just struggling locations. And those might be some opportunities. Yeah. And we've talked with people we're involved with. If you're near an AMC that you think may be 
or any of these major changes you think right. maybe AMC struggling regal is going to be in the same situation it's time to start talking to those people that hold the leases on those buildings yeah just check in with them i mean it doesn't hurt to say has amc approached you yet or are you in negotiations with amc about the lease or are they going to drop it because um i think you know a lot of these locations are in malls a lot of malls are, are really struggling with the downturn in the retail and so you may have an opportunity to renegotiate that lease that um, AMC ha- just chose to give up. No matter where it's located, it's hard yeah. to turn a theater into anything else without uh, giant machines coming in and tearing apart the whole building because right. of stadium seating and things like that that are involved. It, you can't turn it into another retail just space. The, yeah, just the height of the ceilings alone. And you just have so much wasted space if it's not a theater. Yeah, Absolutely. I am curious, are they still going to try and reopen some theaters just for, uh, like, Tenant and Mulan? Oh, yeah. They... No, AMC's waiting for Tenant. Okay. AMC, Regal, and Cinemark are all waiting till sometime in July to open. And it, they may open um, before Tenant a week or two early to start the process, but... Um, they're, they're definitely waiting so for that. But they're just not going to open all locations because they're already predicting that they may be going under yeah they we know that in a couple places they have already told landlords they're not renewing leases okay so um what people have to remember is that anc got to be so big one of the reasons is they bought up a bunch of regional chains and also carmike which was the fourth largest theater chain and i don't want to say it but carmike wasn't run very well so there were some dumpy carmike locations that amc got which is great because amc increased their numbers but they weren't actually very good locations so i think you're going to see a lot of those carmike um, dumps go to the wayside and so which is fine i mean if you you've got some opportunity there to go in and and spruce up a place maybe they weren't converted to large seating maybe they're just in um old like the old style or just need a paint job or it's something you know amc's a a rejuvenation of energy right yeah amc didn't update every single location that they got yeah so yeah i just think there's an opportunity there yeah speaking of opportunity cinemark's jumping in they're going to be the first major to go in on june 19th yeah about uh on june 19th Mm -hmm. i did not know that Oh, that's earlier than I thought. Yeah, they're going in. They're going to play some repertory titles and get ready for the big push. Mm. They've that's uh, That came out with their uh, no mass for patrons requirement. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't think that... I have some mixed feelings about this. First off, it's probably fine if you don't require patrons to wear a mask because I think that's really hard to police. And that's causing a lot of issues for places and it's always the employees that get the brunt of the negative pushback on that yeah they're the ones getting yelled at yeah you don't want your employees getting berated because of your company policy so i can see where you'd have that but i think that it's still essential for the employees to have a mask and um to have gloves and cleaning practices if you're not going to make your um patrons do it definitely have your employees do it and I think that makes the patrons feel better. And I think it, when the patron comes in, if they do decide to wear a mask and they see the employees wearing masks, I think they feel safer. So I think it helps across the board. And then you're not imposing your will on the people that don't want it. And hopefully you're not really creating conflict in the area. But you should really state, though, that this is there is no requirement to wear the mask so that you don't have patron on patron retaliation <laughs> that's going on in some places. Yeah, just like in the, uh, I believe it won an Academy Award, uh, Idiocracy, as goes <laughs> as go Costco, as goes the world. You yeah. know, Costco was the first national chain to require employees and patrons to wear masks. And as things relax, you know, they'll move away from that. But right. it's, I think it's good to at least give people the option to get them back in. You just have to increase your numbers yeah. and keep your employees safe at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think Cinemark said that they were going to do... Um, what I think one of you said it, I can't remember now, but do where um, Cinemark employees have to be mandated, but it's just everyone else that doesn't um, have to wear the mask, correct? Right. All okay. the patrons don't have to, but employees do. Okay. I think that's a great rule that 
a lot of places can, you know, should abide by right yeah, now when you're reopening. They're still going to have social distancing. Yeah. I mean, when you open, it's not just a mask policy. It's social distancing. It's um, restricted capacities. A lot of places will be restricted to 50%. And I think that 50% is probably going to last for a while. I don't see that easing up very quickly. So when you open tenant in Mulan, you still may have 50% restriction capacity in there. So I think that's why it's okay to not require your patrons to wear masks. Plus the masks do hinder you from consuming your concessions and you, and the whole theater wants to encourage that. Yeah. So I think by not having the mask um, is another good thing. So people can eat and drink at their seat at their leisure. Yeah. I cut a hole in mine just so I can keep eating all the time <laughs> when I wear my mask and great and i'm sure the mask still does the job yeah it's got to yeah of course plus you can get your favorite mask like um a bane mask or uh oh, like oh, your helmet and bring it in for your favorite movie it could be a fun <laughs> thing <laughs> i'm sure tenet has found a way to make masks for whatever <laughs> matches with their movie yeah you'll be seeing that crowd <laughs> with their tenant masks <laughs> their tenant masks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ah, all right. What else? Oh, you know what you won't be seeing at the theater, guys? What? (laughs) Ghostbusters or anything from Sony. Oh, damn you, Sony. What happened? They pulled all the Ghostbuster dates and all their repertory dates from this next week. For the next month, for almost all of June. But why? I don't, who knows? Who knows why Sony does what it does? It's like across the nation, we're all playing, all the theaters are playing repertory titles, but somehow Sony's like, I don't think we want Ghostbusters, which is one of the most requested repertory titles out sure. there to be playing right now. Didn't they have a whole Ghostbusters Day planned too? Yeah. Like June, what was and it? They June, can- 8th? June 8th, and they canceled it. It was a Monday. We gave them dates. They canceled on seven, us. Seven days prior was canceled. Yeah. And it was a matter of four weeks prior them telling us, changing policies during those four weeks. Oh my gosh. We had so many policy changes because initially the Star or the Ghostbusters day was supposed to be for drive-ins only. And we were like, well, drive-ins are probably not going to be open on this Monday. I don't know how many are going to be interested. And (laughs) then they, then they changed and allowed hard tops to play indoors so we're like oh there's more more spots and then as we got more people open we're like well maybe we won't do the monday but we'll definitely play it that friday afterwards because they've had some marketing in the market and then they changed the policy to accept that yeah because then they weren't going to book those but then they then they decided to allow that so then i got in like a bunch of days ghostbuster dates i was like sweet they're taking them now yep and gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at first they like canceled they sent us a, a notice that they're going to cancel them and i was like well maybe if i don't say anything then <laughs> maybe a notice. drive will accidentally get shipped mm-hmm. and I, I if i don't bring it up but then i got it like an official notice your date has been canceled like oh and then we I had mean, a- one week i mean that's not a lot for us to redo all of the advertising that we had been doing Re- redo the advertising refund tickets when yeah. we're only trying to sell tickets right, right now. That's the number one goal is to get people back in. And then to have those tickets pulled a week ahead of time when we had locations that were not selling out shows but seeing decent numbers for what we thought. Right. Just It's just so frustrating. This is already difficult enough. You're already restricted capacity. You already have to have these extra procedures. We're already having to book 10 days in advance or more now because the the poor studios are getting inundated with dates and then to finally have your schedule set for what you think is like three or four weeks and then to have something pulled from it it's just this is such a mess yeah i've i've been surrounded by all of the film buyers in the office and i've heard quite a few cries of agony over the past couple years (laughs) this one is probably in top three for sure (laughs) so i fell for you guys (laughs) i fell for you guys a whole lot i'm so sorry no i mean Two so of those three were probably this year when things got changed or pulled. Yeah. In well, the, true. In the surprise of the pandemic and dates changing. And we've had so many this year. I've, I've used the word unprecedented an unprecedented amount of times <laughs> yeah. in the last three months. My favorite word is inundated. <laughs> <laughs> I 
been using that one a lot lately. I've been having to call people and be like, I've got to get your bookings in like 10 days or more in advance because they're inundated. They're just swamped over there. So I'm just so confused what Sony sees in, but in doing this. I mean, Warner Bros. is, I mean, all the studios are, I'm sure, are frustrating, but at least Warner Bros. is trying to do yeah, its best. It, Universal might be Paramount's doing all right. This yeah. is standard operating procedure for Sony, minus what's, the cancellation. What's crazy is that, like, with Warner's, when HBO Max streamed, they didn't take anything away. Like, Harry Potter went on HBO Max when it streamed. I, I didn't lose any Harry Potter dates. Which is a relief for you. I mean, oh remembering my back from last week. I have, like, 500 Harry Drop, Potter when dates. I dropped it's that, crazy. When I dropped that bomb on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've not taken anything away. It's been wonderful. But Sony doesn't have a streaming service. So there really is no... I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't want their product out there. Because they can't really get it out there any other way. Now, maybe there's some big thing that they're working on or they think they'll make more money down the road, but they don't have another movie till next year. Yeah, they that, pushed all their product in 2021. Yeah, and no, there's no streaming, and now they're not. They're saying you can't book their, one of their most requested repertory titles. It's just, it's just I, think, I think quarantine has made everybody stupid. No, it's just robbed us something. of our brain power. <laughs> you know, the S in Sony definitely stands for second guessing because <laughs> <Yeah>. consistently <laughs> they they change policies and do things like that. Yeah. And this, you know, doesn't apply to the people we deal with because they are past these things down. They're just the messenger. They're the messenger, but sure, it's, yeah. it's consistently mm -hmm. like, we need to change this thing we worked on for three weeks. We need to update this or do something different with this. By the way, guys, we're going to do a reissue of a film that's been out on streaming for three months now, but we're going to reissue it in theaters. No, no one wants to see that. No. I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get their thinking of it. They're just, are they just thinking, you know what? We'll just take the biggest L in 2020. We can't show any new stuff. Let's just not show any old stuff either. Let's just <laughs> yeah. cancel. They're Let's deciding forget to, Sony exists. They're deciding there. to cancel 2020 <laughs> without at least showing old stuff, especially Ghostbusters. Like they have a new Ghostbusters movie coming out next year. They'll want to promote that. Yeah. Like have a special trailer for it attached to like the show. Inter I don't know. No, but it'll be a special trailer and I'll have six minutes, but you can only show it on this day. Yeah. yeah. And then it'll go back that they want to show the extra six minutes again on a different day. And yeah, it's just the 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 way of the Sony. I don't get it. And I don't <laughs> get how overthought I, most I don't know. Pretty much this segment is we're at a loss for words and we yeah. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so there it is, people. Okay. We don't get it. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up all the news. Get to the best part of the podcast. <laughs> I want to start with Kyle today. All right, which movie? Okay, uh, Dis the scariest Disney movie ever. Oh, uh, Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods. I'm at the age I am now. <laughs> no, it is not. But I'm trying to <laughs> are think. You of sure, a little bit. Did you jump? There are a few flash stuff in it. No, <gasps> but Kyle, you're killing me. It was actually more impressive than I thought it was going to be to where I could understand a young kid in the 80s. 80s, right? Yeah, in the 80s. <laughs> 80s? Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the year now. I'm trying to remember the year of it now. 80s, no, 90s, I, whatever I'm pretty sure that Watcher in the Woods is early 80s, late 70s. I, I feel like it's, it's very 80s. old. But anyway, yeah. it's, it, it is more impressive than I thought it was going to be, and I could easily see why it would be a scary movie for kids. And it was actually a pretty good mystery. Like, even I was wondering, yeah. I don't know what's about to happen. And then... You're like, what is it in the, the woods? And then towards the end, I'm just like, that was a bananas ending, but I actually kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. It has a it has alternative dimensions, beings from those dimensions. You it's know? like it's mentioned and touched upon, but, it, but they don't really show anything. And I no. kind of liked it. Yeah, because yeah. they... There's like no, there's, there's a mystery to it. Teeny tiny little bit of special effects, but you know that there's something like, and they're in the woods, and it has like it, it's something like um, cognizant in the woods. Yeah, but you just, but the way they did like just leaves rustling and the glass breaking and that triangle yeah. and 
oh so good it was that it's giving me chills i love that they just clearly had no budget so they had to do the best they could with little special effects so like the actual effects that they were able to use like wind or whatever like it's actually it was actually pretty good remember this is not the disney heyday stuff this is not like disney gonna spend 200 million dollars on a film yeah this is like old school it's like old school when when even like the companies under disney like didn't have the disney money and yeah, yeah. it's just it it was quite that of its time but i was actually impressed by it good good speaking huh. of something kyle wasn't impressed by yeah <laughs> what do you think of 13th warrior with antonio banderas well once i found out in the first minute that antonio banderas is supposed to be arab <laughs> yeah i wasn't um he's got black hair well, well, and, don't, no and, uh, no. Charcoal rimmed no. eyes. No. Welcome, welcome no. to 2020, folks. Yeah. No. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. This isn't a bunch of uh, Jewish guys oh. playing when Cubans his... and Scarface, but it's not far off. I'm supposed to believe he's Arab when his Spanish accent is just oozing onto the screen. And then he's so charismatic, too, that I can't yeah. be mad at him. <laughs> I'm mad at the studio, whoever made it, but whatever. Anyway. It was a different time, folks. Yeah. Hopefully we can move past that, but that wasn't a promising start. <laughs> and the 40 minutes of like the movie was not promising either because it was just so dull. It was <gasps> quite a bit of setup. I was not attached to any characters that he had to join with on this You didn't like journey. any of the Vikings? Not in the first 40 minutes. Okay. For some reason, the first 40 minutes, I was not able to get into. In that, in that time, though... Um, he is trying to like learn their language and stuff, and so that kind of takes a long time because they're on the ship together. Yeah, and yeah, but dances with wolves. He spent the first two hours learning their language, but you were still intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Tatanka. <laughs> I will say though, after the forty minutes, um, I think it's like the scene, the scene where one of the Norsemen that he um becomes an ally of has to fight like one of the bigger guys for whatever reason. Oh. I don't even remember now. Where he, the little Norseman guy, yeah. has to fight the huge other like clan guy, and yeah. but it's like more of a power struggle because it's like I have to sacrifice this one really big guy because they need to know they can't. They're you know they can't. What is it? Judge what they can't see. Yeah, something something along those yeah. lines. Once that that scene happened and the movie progressed, it wasn't bad. Like it was actually pretty decent stuff that they were doing there. I just don't think the movie. For whatever reason, it took too long the setup to get to where like there's some really good stuff to where like char- characters were actually becoming likable. I was able to see some actually pretty decent action shots, but for some reason, it's the first half doesn't know how to grasp that, and the second half is where I guess someone working on this movie was like, "Wait, no, we should do it this way," and they all understood how to mm-hmm. make the movie, and then it was able to do a better job at at least sticking the landing. Did you um, think the um, main Norseman guy's death scene at the end was like awesome? He, he just sits on that like that, wall chair and just looks out, and his eyes don't even close. He just and that's how he yeah. Dies. I did that's I did awesome. actually like that moment. I did I did like that. It, I was very surprised by how kind of gruesome and bloody the movie got too. I just wasn't really expecting they, it, especially since that. the I could feel that the budget of this movie wasn't really anything special like they did what they could but it wasn't it was a it was like a 25 million dollar movie and antonio got 20 of it yeah Yeah, (laughs) pretty much but i was actually impressed by um what little they had can make such an impact for that movie Mm -hmm. I, i don't know if that quite makes sense so i give them credit for that but honestly i think if you trim down the first 40 minutes and kind of try to match it a bit better with the rest of the movie. Like there's something there, but I don't consider it to be like one of the best Antonio Banderas movies or one of the best, like <laughs> epic. No, Cody, uh, Cody, sword and Cody, Cody, Cody fired either. off a hot take today saying this was the best Antonio Banderas yeah. movie. So I've got a list of a few here okay. that Kyle and I would <laughs> like to uh, discuss at much more length than the 13th Warrior because they were, Good movies. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not disputing that. La- last year, he got nominated for an Academy Award for Pain and Glory. Which I I have not seen the movie, but I imagine that it was a worthy nomination. Okay. Robert Rodriguez's Desperado. All right. I don't know the, what that is. The Zorro films. The Zorro mm. film was actually a fun time. Okay. He was in 
He was in Spy Kids. He was in all the Shrek I movies. I never saw Spy Kids. That is, he's great and in I the don't Spy think Kids. Voice, he's great in the Spy Kids I movies. I think voice acting should count. I want to see his face. Voice acting Shrek should made, Shrek made like a billion dollars as a franchise. It. I get it, but that's like an ensemble cast thing. But he was puss in boots. <laughs> but if he stands out among like that stacked of a cast, I think that gives okay. that warrants some credit. I mean, he was in The Last Expendables. My mm. favorite movie of Antonio Banderas You've is... You've not said one that I like more than... Is Assassins with him pitted against Sylvester Stallone trying to kill each other for the entire movie. And they had laptops where they got they got messages to kill each other and they were messaging back and forth while they were trying to murder each other. It was great. <laughs> that does sound pretty amazing. Yeah, for me, it's, it's Spy Kids and <laughs> Shrek 2. <laughs> God, Kyle. 13th Warrior isn't even listed in the Google search. <laughs> it's, well, it's down below the line where you click more movies the second time. Okay. Mm. <laughs> What's in the site? I never. You have not said a movie that I. Once think upon a time better. in Mes- Mexico. Which one? He was, was in Avida. What's one? Once upon a time in Mexico. It's follow up to uh, Desperado. I don't know what either of those are. Then. <sighs> it doesn't help when the group hasn't seen the majority of Banderas's <laughs> filmography. None of these sound good. But I will argue he's great in Shrug Two as compared to Thirteenth Warrior. Oh I'm sorry. God. No. <laughs> yes. Any. Yes, of course. I mean, he's been in like seven or eight Oscar-nominated movies. He's a real, real actor. This was just he's an a money actor. grab. Yeah, this was a money yeah. grab. What are you talking about, Thirteenth Warrior? It's just the most <laughs> enjoyable movie. When you brought it up, like I knew what it was because time, you still because I made you watch. You it still once? get excited about it. I do. I really like it. Kyle and I, if <laughs> if I hadn't known you, you for as long as I've known you, I would have assumed it was the. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise Samurai movie. Kyle thought it was 47 Ronin with Keanu Reeves. He was kind of excited to rewatch it. He's like, yeah, Keanu's in it. I'll watch I it. I mean, Keanu's in it. It must be okay. I don't... <laughs> like, you like those first 40 minutes? They're so dry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I just... It was just so weird. Like, I don't understand why those first 40 minutes were so dry. And then the rest of the movie, like, someone came in and did some changes. Like someone had to be like, guys, this is dull. We got to get something going here. And I don't know. It's, it's wild to me. Yeah. The aggressive turn in it, it reminds me of uh, cocktail with Tom Cruise, where in the first half of the movie, he's just learning how to bartend and like trying to hook up with chicks. And all of a sudden it becomes a murder thriller. <laughs> like, like what? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> this was like a feel good thing where he was going to meet the love of his life and they were going to disappear together. No. It just took this weird turn where all of a sudden everybody's dying and getting limbs chopped off and blood everywhere. That sounds like 13th Warrior. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of, oh shoot, I can't remember the movie now, but some Shia LaBeouf movie when he was becoming a movie star at the time. Like it it comes from almost being like a coming of age movie to, no, it's not Holes. A coming of age (laughs) movie to um, like a home invasion movie and he has to like stop this murder. It's Disturbia. Is it? I'm pretty sure it has to be probably. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of the title. Yeah, the it was one of the Transformers that I missed. No, I, no. <laughs> he's like spying on the neighbor, and the neighbor's like a serial killer, and he like yeah. lives with his mom, and then his mom starts kind of dating the neighbor, and and then yeah. it just flips a 180 like yeah. right away, and it, that's a good movie. I, I, I yeah, similar to the other Shia LaBeouf movie where he's in Indiana Jones Four, where all of a sudden you think it's an Indiana Jones movie, and then it just turns bad. Oh. Well, there was never an Indiana Jones Four. I don't know so what I don't you're know why talking, we're talking about. about. <laughs> That's right. I Is forgot. that the rejected screenplay that you know Spielberg should have pooped on? <laughs> just used it to wipe at the toilet. Should have been like, not this time, George. Yeah. Not this time, George. Well, is it the same as Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, we don't talk about it anymore. We just don't talk about it anymore. Well, <laughs> Not far off. We need to update a list on Silver Screen Insider movies that we do not discuss. <laughs> Questions we do not take. Did these be re- in the database. Should these have existed? Probably not. They'll be in the database, but we yeah. won't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I met my end of the deal. Okay. I got through those two movies. Now, have, what about you? What did you watch? I was supposed to watch Pulp Fiction because Ken made me. You were supposed to? <laughs> no, it's on and your I did. Did. It's on you your did. list because it's, on it's my one list. of the top... 100 movies but Ken, of Ken all time. Ken picked it from last week and we watched it. And I was pretty certain that I had seen it, but I had apparently just seen the worst 
like most gruesome part the of the Bruce whole movie. Willis, uh, yeah, in the, part of the movie. pawn shop in the yeah. basement of the pawn shop. I somehow had seen that whole sequence. Yeah, no, it's just so ingrained in pop culture. I think bits and pieces of it ring true. Yeah, but unless you see it as a complete masterwork, I remember the um, <laughs> the car the cars part and the I, cars part. Yeah, where the, where he. <laughs> <laughs> runs him over with the car and then the, then um he gets in the car wreck like i remember that part but from there to the end of that i somehow just have seen that part but not the whole rest of the film or the whole rest of the film didn't traumatize me as much as that part and so i must have forgot about it i mean so, there's quite a bit of stuff where it could traumatize a person if they're not prepared for a tarantino movie <laughs> that's yeah for sure so my initial thought was it, w- it was good i mean it w- i liked oh, it goodness. more I liked it more than I thought I would. We can still say stay married. <laughs> yeah. But there's a but coming. But I'll um, just take the good. Yeah. But I'm done watching films because this was the epitome of films. No. No. <laughs> okay. This is the peak of cinema. It, it was it I think it was like okay because um there wasn't a lot that happens in it. It's just Excuse I don't know. Just, what was you're, the point of the movie? It's just really simple, only takes place. They're quote unquote yeah. simple stories. Like but, there's not yeah. a lot to them, but because of how the characters are developed, like there's a lot more meat to them. Right. But I just felt like the this the movie was shot so that there would be like one little scene where they like switch they walk into a room and then it's just a dialogue scene. And then they have a scene where something happens, like he accidentally shoots the guy. And then it's like a whole dialogue scene after he shoots the guy in the car by accident. <laughs> and then uh, they get to the house and it's a whole dialogue scene. And that guy, and it got so boring to a me. Movie? So they No, it was, it was just so. Wait, wait until we get into the meat of this list. There will yeah. be dialogue scenes that last two and a half hours. This but, at least had something to draw right. your attention no, to. No, and it. I be prepared for any unlike, sort of Sorkin written film. Yeah. <laughs> unlike like some of the film Anything the older movies, I do like his dialogue. I just yeah. think it get I just think it just goes on and on a little bit. Like it gets I wanna, lost after a yeah. while. Okay. I think he doesn't I, I hate being somebody that's like he curses too much in his movies, but <laughs> I think you could have done with a few less n words. Had to fan your and maybe maybe it's because of your head. <laughs> maybe it's because of what's going on right now. Sure, I'm just way more sensitive to it than I normally sure. would have been. And she that hasn't was... seen Django either. Wait till we do that oh, one this week. Jeez, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that's, that. That's that... not on the list, and I don't want to. Oh. Not right now. One of these days. <laughs> um, what else? Again. I thought this sounds terrible, but I thought all the women were weird looking in it. You didn't like Uma Thurman? No, I thought they were all got weird profile profiles, like weird noses or angular features or they're there was not, some there they're was, not the normal of beauty. No. And I'm not saying that I need to see some beautiful woman all the time. There was just something odd about that. They were they all look like odd ducks on the screen. Well, every one of that movies an odd duck. You think Travolta looked think like a Travolta movie looked star ridiculous in that ridiculous with his long hair. I mean, he, him, and Samuel L. Jackson looked like they were wearing wigs the whole time, like really they, bad wigs. They were probably were. <laughs> Just, um, no, I mean Bruce Willis isn't an odd duck. Isn't what? He, he, Bruce Willis is not an odd duck. Well, to look at. yes, he is. But okay, he's, that, not, but that's, he's not classically handsome. I think he's handsome. Well, at the, at the time, he was classically handsome, but Ving Rhames age is handsome. And... He's so big. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's a bit mean, but okay. The, the first guy that starts the in the scene in the diner, he's Tim got a, Roth. Yeah, he's got a little weird nose. <laughs> so pointy. They're all just real uggos. I'm glad I got to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, they are real uggos. All God, of them. Cody. No, but then it is striking when Tarantino's on scene. You're like, oh yeah, like they're all like Hollywood pretty and. He definitely is not. Oh, see, I thought he was one of the better looking. He, <laughs> I think that's why he did the real uggos to make him look so good because he's on screen. <laughs> he was so young too, in that he's not really yeah, that it was young. Like, it was like ninety three. I know. I, I realized how, and that was another thing. And Ken and I talked about this afterwards that, um, because there's like so much dialogue and stuff, you hear things like prices for things. And like they buy a pack of smokes for like a dollar forty, and it's just so, it almost takes you out of it because it's so jarring because it's just not how prices are. That I think the longevity of the movie would have lasted a little bit better if they had just said like 
talked about purchasing items and not super specifics about how much stuff cost. That it's a time capsule. Uh, it is. Sure. It I mean, was weird. It just stuck out to me. I, I mean... Everything was super cheap. It's fair. Like, sometimes in moments of movies, like, I don't know if it's supposed to take place in the 50s, and they're like, I'll buy a newspaper for a nickel. And you're like, yeah. holy cow, newspapers, <laughs> nickels? Like, What's yeah. a newspaper? Like, it, yeah, like, that's one thing. But I wouldn't say that's the case for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't say that. Well, I, not that I have ever smoked, but I know that a pack of cigarettes mm, okay. is, like, got to be 6 or $7 now. It is it is funny when you watch a movie that's set in uh, a darker scene where you see everyone smoking. Yeah, that and consistently was weird smoking too. and smoking, and smoking while inside. they're and smoking inside, smoking yeah. while they're Ugh. eating things like that. Ugh. It's like yeah. it's so odd to see it now because it's rare that you see anyone smoking anywhere. Didn't that right. only stop happening where you can smoke anywhere indoors in like the what eighties nineties? Isn't that uh, no, no? That was like. It was only like five years ago. I was like, tw- I was twenty one going happened. to the bars, and you could still smoke in the bar. It was like twenty ten. Uh, yeah. New York, maybe like weird. Three or I don't four know why I thought earlier. it was. Jeez, I thought I was getting a good guess. No, <laughs> no, you I could, need to pay more attention. <laughs> the first time I flew on an airplane in the nineties, you could still smoke on an airplane. The pilots. Well, that's what I was the thinking. The pilots were like, smoking in the cockpit. I was thinking like, okay, maybe the late nineties it had to have stopped it, by then. I think you couldn't smoke on planes in the. 2000s because i went in 2002 i flew on the plane for the first like a real long trip and you couldn't smoke on it then but that was also after 9 11 and you also couldn't take on a bunch of stuff on the plane yeah that was when that whole thing shifted <laughs> yeah it was probably easier to cut off smoking then yeah because <laughs> everyone was on the same page at that point so it was like and then kind of forgot about it afterwards it was weird i went i went to europe um my sophomore year of high school and so it was so 9-11 happened that fall of 2001 and i went um to europe in 2000 in the summer of 2002 so it was pretty are you picking out my movie for the oh fancy i went to europe oh i have a i have a question for kyle (laughs) okay have you seen um small soldiers no (laughs) (laughs) good that's your film that's from the creators of south park right what code really yeah, I, it was actually a request from a listener, and I agreed with them. <laughs> Small soldiers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cold classic type movie. If I'm I know. correct, I, I'm very excited. I think it's a like a small cult like a cult that's just in one 7-eleven so funny <laughs> like 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 four people are like this is amazing yeah well and cody's one of them it was a request and i agreed with it and i think that's what you should do sure i mean if that's the movie for kyle's happy fun corner whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever this is called yeah sure i'll do that so it went well with me picking out movies that was up there for your list so Maybe. far <laughs> i'm worried now he's like i don't know how to answer this <laughs> i mean i think we should stay in these dark delved waters i think oh, we should do one of do the godfathers no or we, Bonnie hey, we tried Clyde. seeing the rain and you got bored with it we're doing, we're going <laughs> or darker now taxi driver or the deer hunter i don't think any of those films are on those sheets yeah they are because oh. they're american classics <laughs> unforgiven what Saving Private Ryan's not on your list. I think that's a great movie for June. It's not on that list, though. Saving Private Ryan is on this list. Yes, I think that's a great movie for Flag Day, June 14th. I think that's a great one to go into next week. Okay. There'll be a theme to it. All right. Yeah, I think that's I mean, a good small one. soldier Vin saving in Private it. Ryan. Yeah, okay, we'll do it. I like yeah, it. Wow, I'll, that convinced her. And okay. I'll uh, <laughs> bring in a review of Universal Soldiers starring Dolph Lundgren and John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Just to round it out. Just Perfect flag out. day. <laughs> okay. Did you watch a 90s action movie this last week? I only watch 90s action movies. No, you watched Django. That's not a 90s action movie. It falls. I'm pretty sure you watched that this last week. I absolutely watched it this week. It came back on an unnamed streaming service for free. And since I can't watch it in theaters, since they're closed where we're at, mm-hmm. I did rewatch it. It is so good. I put that at my very top Tarantino movie. What's your favorite Tarantino movie, Cody? That you've actually Once seen. Once Upon a Time like, in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a great choice. Kyle, what was yours? Ooh. Um, Put him on the spot here, folks. I have to think. It, it might be, it could be, pull, no, Inglorious Bastards. 
Oh, yeah. I, Glorious Bastards. I forgot about that one. I, I like to Wait, watch that on. one because you can fast forward all the other scenes and just watch Brad Pitt's scenes. They're the best. Yeah. It's skip, so slow skip, except for skip his scenes. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's just a crime. You can't do that. I just, I just like <laughs> the first scene of Inglorious Bastards. It has the best non-action action teaser of all time. No, I I take back my answer. Reservoir Dogs, and then Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> You're lucky that's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs is man. That movie's so good. I think that's the only reason Tarantino's not on the list more is because everything was made starting like 1990. Yeah, <laughs> if they were if they were made in the seventies, they'd be like, oh yeah, these are all on this list, <laughs> and fall in, fall into the mash category. <laughs> or we'll put it in here because it was oh, the first of I those. I would totally take another Tarantino movie over Mash. Mash was just horrible. That should not be on that list at all. May I? All right, I. Chinatown, Roman Polanski. Lots of great movies. Jack Nicholson. What about what about one floor was the cuckoo's nest? One floor was cuckoo's nest is way darker than The Godfather, but we can go ahead and do that. I love I love the thought process of man. I just could not get through Mash. Too dark for me. But let's do one flew over cuckoo's nest. Mash wasn't dark. It was just boring and horrible and i couldn't understand what they were saying because they mumbled their lines and they talked over each other and nothing happened in the movie they came they did some surgeries they left it was just anybody sounds like they did a lot yeah no, anybody who's seen surgeries. cuckoo's nest yeah. just laugh quietly by yourself while you're listening to this <laughs> about the last five minutes of that film that is just gonna ruin cody's life for the next day okay. let's pick that one Okay, she's chosen. No, I didn't know. I no, said, okay, I understand. Okay. You no, said, okay, you heard it here. We're doing Saving Private Ryan, Small Soldiers, and... Yeah, we'll stick to the theme of Flag Day, but yeah. we'll come back to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You guys don't even know if Flag Day is June 14th. I, I could have no made idea. that up. <laughs> Ken's birthday is June 12th, everybody. Ooh. Just so you know, next Friday. I'll be turning 29. It'll be amazing. <laughs> it yeah. would be an amazing day as all 29 year olds celebrate <laughs> yeah for the fourth or fifth time <laughs> uh well is that it for today's podcast then i just want to double check i mean on small soldiers that's the one with like the little like not toy soldiers right yes it is okay. yeah. that's the one with plastic toy yeah. soldiers that but they, come, but they, they look they like ai and they come to life yeah and, yeah. Okay. Phil yes. Hartman's in it. Yes, that's the one. I kind of figured that was the one. Okay. <laughs> I, I was on the page. I All right. I just want to make sure we're on wait, the same page with wait, the same you one. just assigned a movie without. I just want to make sure it was the right one I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I got excited because I had got the. The call came in today to talk about it. So. That's great. No, he definitely needs to watch it. We'll rewatch it too. Mm hmm. We watch it with our kids and traumatize them. <laughs> oh yeah, the boys might like it. No, they won't like it. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, what? there's. A lot, I'm finding out that my children don't like the same movies I liked when I was little, not by a long shot. I mean, you wish that would be the case, but it's only natural. Yeah. So I just embrace what they like, and yeah, yeah. Tying this all together, we tried to watch Ghostbusters with our four and six year old. To which uh, Cody, as the fun parent, decided to say, hey, it's not too scary. And I remember... Because I remember watching it as a little kid. Yeah. Who hunted and tore animals apart as part of your daily life. <laughs> not daily. The, in the forests of Montana. Okay, weekends. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah. That's it. It's not like in it's a, every weekend. In three months out of the year. Yeah. No, our, our children watch this with, jaws, a few gut with piles. jaws agape. <laughs> no so callister oh, no. our oldest got too scared and was like i can't watch this he, he, he's self he's he's self-restricted he called himself out he was yeah, like all right like, i'm no, tapping out I, I can't handle this and then our youngest lachlan just mouth open like shocked that he was getting to watch this and then when we turned it off because callister got too scared he got upset that we turned it off so him and i have to watch it on our own a special mommy son oh that kid screening. has a memory of that movie now yeah. that's not yeah. going away you just see his little mouth just like wide open like <sighs> I, but that four year at four years old watching ghostbusters even nowadays like that's still 
Because there's some scary like, moments of that. Kyle movie. doesn't even have kids, and he's like, "That's not a good idea." <laughs> I, Maybe like well, when I was little, eight and six, I always close my eyes um, for the scary ghost in the library. Like, interesting. Okay, for that, me, for me, it would be when the demon comes out of like the fridge. Really? Yeah, we didn't even get to. Yeah. We didn't get through the first that three minutes. Wasn't. No, it was the librarian that also scared me because she like comes out at you. Okay, well that. Yeah, but okay, the demon, that's a good point. like the demon in the fridge, she like. I didn't think was as scary. Maybe when the hand, the demon hands come up in the chair and hold her down. Yeah. But they, they look funny. So it didn't really get me. I mean, looking back on it, they'll probably have a good laugh, but that's definitely a memory you gave your kids. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I told you quarantine has turned our brains to mush. It just, (laughs) we were not thinking. Nah. Oh, speak- you got to show them some point. Yeah, I'm I'm done thinking for today. Can we wrap this baby up? Sure, I can take it away. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, so everyone, thank you for listening to the Off the Break podcast. Uh, you can check us out on all platforms for podcasts as well as at silverscreeninsider.com. Uh, if you're a theater owner or manager and you need materials, especially for older movies that you need to play, check out the website. We have a lot of stuff from Warner Bros., Universal. We're now starting to get through Paramount's library. Uh, for sorts of one sheets and publicity stills. Do we have uh, Indiana Jones up there? We got Indiana Jones oh, now. Good. I got that up today for I you. I booked so many Indiana Jones. Well, perfect. If you need materials, all three and that one weird movie that tried to be Indiana Jones is up there. So check oh, it out. Oh, you mean the Indiana Jones trilogy? Because that's all I've booked. Yep. The trilogy <laughs> and the one weird movie that's there. I don't know what it's for, but it's... You know what else I've booked? Um, A lot of Mission Impossibles from We Paramount. got those up. Um and a couple Saving Private Ryan's. We got that up too. Yeah. So we're ready to go. All your film needs in one place. Yep. Perfect. So take care. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye